Yes, I was about three years old when I started speaking English and I just picked it up from the road when I just heard people speaking it and I just said things in English to my mom and dad but they still kept on speaking Irish with me so I still have Irish. Marcus O'Bohala is age nine now. He was born and lives in Dublin and he speaks Irish at home all the time. There's no noticeable community of families like his, but individual houses scattered on occasional streets here and there in the city. Like similar families around the country, what brings them together is often their nearest Gaelskull, an all-Irish primary school, and in some places a Nianra or nursery school through Irish. Some of the parents are activists for Irish. Many aren't. What they have in common is simply that Irish is their first language in an English-speaking world. Kieran O'Finney and Maureen Chuilain are both from Dublin. They live in Palmerstown on the west side of the city. They have three children, Nasa age three, Kermak two, and their new baby, Ruan, who's only five weeks old. Well, it was the most natural thing for us because both myself and Marla uh, come from families who speak Irish at home and we've always spoken Irish between ourselves. So we didn't ever at any stage make a conscious decision. It was a natural thing to us. Do you think it makes bringing up children more difficult? (coughs) Not at all, no. We don't look upon it that way at all. Um, as I say, we just do it naturally, and we don't. It doesn't. It was never a conscious decision. It's not something that we're aware of from day to day that we are doing. We wouldn't think about it any other way. Shall I say? Shall Well, you speak Irish here in the house amongst yourselves and to the children. Do the children hear much Irish outside the house? Well, I suppose we're exceptional in that um, both our families, although um, our families were brought up in Dublin, um, that we speak Irish, which means that all of Nessa and Cormac's and Ruan's aunties and uncles and cousins speak Irish, which means that our extended family, basically, um, would, uh, the vast majority of them would be uh, fluent Irish speakers. But outside of that, uh, we, f- we find that um, slightly, find that they are slightly isolated, all right, in that in the area, the only contact they have with other people who speak Irish would be uh, through the local Gael school, 
which was formed here last uh, September, Kaiskalne Park, and through the Nina in the area. So that means that they go out on the street to play, say, and they hear English. Oh, all the time, yeah, yeah. I mean, within their neighbours, where they've just gone down now to their local neighbours, like this, the neighbours would be speaking English and. Um, our two, Ruan is too too small to be running down the road yet, but our two would be. Uh, uh, they, they they have some words in English, but they'd be mainly speaking in Irish, and you'd get a great mix and gathering of uh, languages between the two of them. Do you ever see Nas and Carmack getting into any difficulty with the other children because they're speaking a different language? Um, well, up till now there hasn't been. I'm sure Nasa has been um, frustrated. I'm sure at times and. Um, she'd, you know, start throwing things around the place, I suppose, just to get attention because she's frustrated because she can't get across and she'll repeat the words that she does have. But now Nasa will be going to the Neonra now in, when, you know, in September. So already she understands an awful lot, but she can't, she can't relate what she has. You know, it's an awful lot, I think, in her head, OK? A lot of English. A lot of English, yeah. Because, you know, even adults who meet her, they repeatedly say the same thing. Aren't you a great girl? Look at your hair, look at your dress. You know what I mean? And she has all that. I mean, the same words are used over and over again, so she has all that. But it's a matter of her putting it across. And I know once she's in the Nira, instead of learning, everybody else will be learning Irish, she'll be learning English. You know, and I would imagine that... It, well, it's very hard to know what's in a child's mind, but the amount of retention that's in there, the amount that's in there that, that can't get out... You know, I suppose it's like a baby growing up. I mean, until the day they talk, you think they know nothing, but really they have it all in there, in their head. So I'd say with the English, the same with NASA. Once she gets those kind of um, whatever code that she has, it'll it'll start flowing then. You know, I don't think she'll have any difficulty, really. Hello. Hello. <laughs> NASA, I guess Corbuck. I mentioned the No. No, oh, it's a problem. Yeah, it's long. NASA, don't have clownation in it. NASA, NASA. What do you think the attitude of neighbours, of adult neighbours, mm. is? Um, I suppose they'd be, they'd be happy, you know, they'd, they'd accept it when you'd say it, and yet but they wouldn't have any understanding why you do it you could see that they'd say, oh, that's a very good idea, but I wouldn't do it myself. You know, they'd accept it a bit better if, if um, Nasa and Cormac were speaking English up to number two and then learnt Irish. They could accept it that way because at least you've given them the, the language they consider the most important language, which is English, and then give them Irish as a second language. Because they think the, the theory of having two languages is brilliant, but the f they, they can never relate when you say, um, have they no English at all? They can never relate to that, and they think that's very, very strange. How come a child could exist and you know and have just Irish as a language? And then I'd say they think maybe this holds the child back a little bit, you know. But people don't realise, you know, children how they just they'd learn anything, you know, they'd pick up any language or you know any information that they give them, you know. Do you think people around here might? point to you and say, that's the family who speak Irish. I would imagine they do, because uh, when we were growing up, we were that little bit different. You know, they're the family, they're the, the Kulshis, you know, because you spoke Irish, they're the Kulshis, so they thought you were that bit different, and you were, they expected you to, you know, they just, it's a natural process, you know, you're different and you're odd, and that, and speak a few words to me, you know, if they wanted to hear all the time you speaking a few words of Irish, like as if they, they never heard the language before, you know, but uh, I, I'm sure they do. You know, they do find it's very, very strange, you know. But they're very nice about it. No one's ever been bad about it or talked and said anything about it. But I suppose they think that's that's our odd way of doing things, you know. You speak about everything else to them when you meet them. 
that uh, they know like that you have ordinary attitudes about everything like that the language is the only thing that really that's different it's just a matter of they have to accept it I think they've accepted it slowly you know meeting Nass and knowing that she speaks Irish and that and they know that everything else there's nothing else odd about us the most interesting point really is the amount of neighbours who would use uh, the amount of Irish they learned in school while they were learning in school, they would use the basic amount that they would still have. Um, we have a number of neighbours now who would speak uh, to Nessa in particular in Irish, as she's the most uh, talkative of a lot of us. <laughs> a lot of the neighbours would speak in Irish to her. These would be people that wouldn't be self-confident enough to speak in Irish in conversation, say, with older people like myself, but would. Um, and th- they also would understand the importance of uh, our children hearing other people in the area speaking Irish. Now, Cormac Kodeshoff, Flower. Flower. Logan. Can I? Logan. Robe. 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 Huh? Robe. 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 English to my own children, no. Even if um, I, uh, I was married to somebody who wasn't an Irish speaker. Um, it's just natural for me to speak. I speak Irish uh, most of the time. Um, a lot of my clients in business are Irish speakers. Uh, I speak Irish. The football team I play with are an Irish-speaking football team. And the vast majority of my friends uh, would, when we go out to social events or whatever, uh, th- uh, we would speak Irish. When, but th- the worst thing about saying this in a radio programme is that people might have this sort of imagination. God, what a boring person. He goes out and has pints and he speaks in Irish, you know. But, like, we go out and we... You know, it, it's it's something that I find, I find difficult to try and emphasise to people. But, like, the, the, Irish speakers are, um, are no different than English speakers. We just go out and, like, um, for example, last night, uh, two, yesterday, uh, two friends of mine got married, uh, Mike Donoghue and Leland Hineda, and uh, they had a party last night and I was at the party and I didn't meet one person who I spoke English to all night. So I there I was at a party, a wedding party, for four or five hours uh, numerous Irish uh, people who are singing in in the Irish language, good blues music, like a uh, singer from Ty McConaughey, and uh, a great night in general. And um, as I say, I I I'm fairly sure I didn't speak to one person in English the whole night. And uh, like it's not that we're boring uh, people or anything like that. As an awful lot of people um, would lead you to believe, but we just live an ordinary life. We don't go around t- speaking about the Irish language all the time. We speak about anything from football, politics, current affairs, or just whatever the general gossip would be. Sean! See you tomorrow. Thanks, Annie. Um, I don't know. 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 I do and Kuan, her second child, is aged four now. She was brought up with Irish herself in Dublin, so continuing with that came naturally enough. 
But it wasn't a, a purpose decision. I mean, it was probably when I first saw Mark, because the first language that I would have spoken to him when he was born was Irish, without even thinking about it. But I remember then, after a few months, I mean, it was very much a conscious decision within me that the one thing that I was going to give him that I had was Irish. So, I mean, that was, was a priority. And I was very lucky because when I did, I mean, it was about nine, he was about nine months when I did start work. And I was very lucky in the fact that I did get a baby minder who had Irish. And then it was very, very important to me and I was kind of was a big success that I had found somebody that could do what I wanted in my absence. Why did it become a priority with you? Probably because the situation was different anyway. I mean, I was a single mother and it was difficult. I mean, I was quite poor, quite young. And um, it was the one thing that I had, that I knew I had, that was special, that was different, it was a part of my own background. And a lot of other things had been stripped of me at that time, like, you know, plans that I had for myself and all sorts of things. So the one thing, very definite thing that I had was this love that I had for the language. And it became quite a high priority to give it to him. Marcus, as well as having Irish at home, has spent a lot of his holidays in the Kerry Gaeltacht, where he hears Irish all the time. Does it make you feel different that you speak Irish here at home and say probably nobody else on this road does? Yeah, it does a bit because, like, if you're talking to your brother now, come on, my brother, I, I sometimes I'm talking to him in Irish, sometimes in English because some people are around me. But um, if you were talking to him, they'd say, what were you saying? And then you'd have to tell them or something. Some of them don't like the language. Some, some people say, oh, that's shit and all that. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, they say things like that and they st- tell me to stop it, but I just keep on speaking it. So what do you say back to them when they say that? I just say, well, it's my own language it's, and it's my life. I can do whatever I want. Do you find other friends, say, who'd be uh, in favour of it, who think it's a good idea? Yes, most of them say it's a good idea, but not all of them. Are there lots of books and television programmes, that kind of thing, in Irish, for somebody of your age? Mm, yes, yes, there are. Like, it's very hard to get Irish books because this, this um, in Ireland, it's just English, most of it, uh, just about everywhere. So it's very hard to get Irish books, but we, we, we have enough of them upstairs. We just managed to get enough of them. What about television? What programmes would you watch in Irish? Well, Skellig Janosk. When that was on, it was where I always watched it. It was a change for English programs. I liked it. And I watch uh, the news in Irish and Corsi. And uh, mainly Irish programs, but there's no Irish around. I, I suppose I have to watch English ones. Would you watch more programs in Irish? Yes, I would. Lots more. What kind of ones? Well, mostly cartoons. I'm very fond of cartoons and I'd like to be an artist drawing cartoons. 
So I'd, lo I'd like a, many of them to be in Irish instead of English. And Ireland have their own channel in Irish, just Irish all the time. Tomás, you're from the West Kerry Gaeltacht. Would you say your attitude to Irish changed at all when you came to live in Dublin? Would you have taken it for granted more at home? Oh, of course, yeah. Like, um, I, when the place I'm from down in Ballyferrot, a lot of people go down there to learn Irish, and you have these people from college going down and saying, oh, it's great that you all speak Irish and how wonderful it is and everything. And we just said, yes, what's that talking about? You know, it was like the scenery down there. We didn't take any notice of it. But um, it changed all right when I came to Dublin. Um, and when I had my own young lads, you know, I... I saw it differently and I wanted them to be able to speak Irish, a thing that I had myself, just being able to speak it, I suppose, and never in a way that I saw it before and I suppose I never knew the the thing I had. Have you seen that difference in attitude in the Gaeltas compared to the sort of attitudes you were brought up with here in Dublin? I do, yes. We were brought up definitely with a sense of being different, having something special. I also knew that my parents were making an effort. They'd sent me to a, a certain school that wasn't the nearest one to the house. We were quite proud of the fact that we spoke Irish. They, I think I realised, or that we realised, that we had something special, that it would be an asset, not a hindrance to us, particularly if we wanted to go ahead and learn other languages. And this is what I don't think that they realised in the Gaeltacht. For example, if I was a good singer, which I'm not, or if I was a good painter, are good at woodwork. I would share that talent with my child from a very young age, particularly when they're young, because that's when you have them most. And in the Gaeltacht, I don't think they actually realise that this second language that they have, or their first, is an asset, that it will help the child, that it's something very special to hold on to, and it's something that not everybody has. All in the Need, 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 need. Can you turn? Marcus seems to have picked up English and Irish mm. easily. Has it been the same with Kuan? Oh, God, no. There's absolutely no comparison between the two. Um, none. I mean, it's been totally, totally different. And yet, I mean, in a way, you would think that Kuan is luckier because, I mean, Tomás is here. Tomás speaks Irish. I mean, there's two of us here, right? So it's a lot stronger. And um, Kuan has never really... Irish has never been his first language, I must be honest. Um, he never again made the, the split decision that, I mean, I could speak English in the creche and then when I come home, it should be Irish. He never made that very concrete decision with, or change over that Marcus very definitely did as a young child. Kwan had a dreadful mixture of the two. And he was once at the stage where no matter who you were, you'd understand what he wanted. He, there was a, such a mixture of Irish and English. Um, he's a bit, he's lazier than Marcus in a lot of ways. He, he's a lazier child. I don't know if that has much to do with it, that because the English comes first to him, that he doesn't bother do you worry about his mixture? Oh, I don't, not at all, because uh, he'll speak Irish or English to you, but then when he's looking for a sweet or something, he'll change directly to Irish, because uh, he knows that unless he asks for it in Irish, maybe he won't get it. So he's cute enough that way. 
and uh, he speaks Irish when he wants to and he is able to speak it and when you're talking to him like we speak Irish to him we don't speak any English to him but um, he will answer you maybe he'll answer you in English but he understands what you're saying and if you tell him say that in Irish he'll just say it to you I actually don't think he enjoys speaking Irish I've reached this conclusion that I think he's much happier blabbing away in English and he he's picked up far more slang than Marcus did he his English is full of jargon and um, I think he gets quite a kick out of this jargon and he loves using it and he's 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 jokes now already he was coming home with jokes I'd say when he was about three which is something that Marcus didn't do so I think he's been far more influenced by the commercial world or by mixing with other children but um, Pridó uh, tells me that I'm trying to get him to speak Irish maybe too often, but I think uh, Marcus is becoming worse than me. Every morning in the car or in the evening, he tells Kwan, Kwan, ni mm. uh, He tells him to say it in Irish, that he is able to speak it. And Kwan, tanto abult goelna laurt, kan hau gamintu laurt bierla. Um, I hate Irish, he says. This is what Kuan says. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I think Marcus is uh, harder than any one of us on Kuan speaking English. Mm. There's another thing that actually just dawned to me quite lately was that because maybe I brought up Marcus on my own, I actually, I think, spend far more time with him because I think when there's two parents, say when I go to do the shopping or if Tomás goes to do the shopping or goes into town, where well, there's somebody at home to leave the kids at home with. Well, say, when I had Marcus, we did everything together. So if, to go to do the shopping, it was go by bus. So the two of us were together on the bus in the, doing the shopping. So there might have been far, even at weekends, at the time that I spent with him at weekends, would have been, you know, far more denser and much more of the two of us. While with Kwan and with Marcus, I suppose, since we, we got married, um, as I say, if I go into town, the children do not come with me. There's somebody to leave them here with. And that might have made a difference. And also, of course, I was back working when Kwan was four months well, as I said before, Marcus was 10 months. And you think that sort of six months could make a difference? I think it can make a huge difference. Now, Kwan had the unfortunate that he got very sick at, at nine months, nine, ten months, and he lost an awful lot of hearing. He got um, dreadful ear infections and lost hearing. Now, whether that has anything else to do with it, I mean, I don't know. I'm not... don't know. But I do definitely think, because by the time that I had left Marcus with the baby minder, now he was 10 months at the time, he had already started, I mean, he had a few words for Banya and Doris, and he had a few, while Kwan didn't. Is it a problem getting baby minders with Irish? It is huge. I mean, it's the one I worked for a number of years for um, Borden Gaelga, and um, many, many schemes for this, that and the other. And the one service that's needed nowadays is a creche. And it would have been great help for me, say, to assist me in bringing up my children through the medium of Irish, would have been a crash, a bilingual crash, or, you know, an all Irish crash. August occasion, Frank. Stable 10. August Kevin. TV. August Ray. Hamilton. August John. Orange. August Mick. McCarthy. Mick McCarthy. Steve. Steve McCarthy. Yeah, Steve. Liam Brady, Preston. Tina, Tina Brady. Liam Brady, definitely. During the summer, we had the World Cup, the World Cup mania, and all that went with it. So all the vocabulary that the children had, and I mean, I have two boys, so obviously World Cup was quite big in this house in the summer. So all the vocabulary that went with the World Cup, they had in English. And I mean, you can't compete with that. 
even though while I, they might be talking about a referee and I might say, oh yeah, the Ray Chor was bad, or whatever, you still can't because they're going to go in and watch a match that evening again and they hear the word in English. Then, as I say, when it comes to toys, all the toys that they play with, Batman, the Turtles, all these things that they're going to want for Christmas are all programmes that are television-based. Again, the vocabulary that they hear, the Turtles, the Michelangelo's and the Dalatellos using, that's the language they're going to use in play. And I cannot compete with that, nor can teachers compete with that. It's quite sad and I mean we don't have a commercial enterprise in the Irish language, far too expensive so we can't, I mean comics, the books, the annuals that will go with say football, that will go with the turtles, with Batman, He-Man, Superman, the whole lot of them and it is a huge huge problem. Do you think they notice that gap between the language they're speaking inside in their own home and the language of the, the rest of the world that they live in? Well, my two, and even Marcus now, who was, like, great when he was younger, still played in the corner in English with his action men, I think it was at the time, I can't remember. And even he, I mean, the toys that were based, all the play was done in English. And I never interfered. I mean, I understood. Does that make you feel isolated, that your one house, I don't know how far away it is, to the next house where Irish is spoken? Um... No, no, we don't mind that. But I find that uh, I go to to work on the dart every morning and I bring Marcus and Coan with me and uh, I drop them off about two miles down the track or whatever. But um, Mar I would be sitting here and Marcus and Coan would be uh, sitting beside me and most of the people every morning on the dart are half asleep or something and there's nobody talking. But next thing, Coan and Marcus, they start talking and uh, in the morning they're wide awake. <laughs> And they're speaking in Irish, and next you hear people turning around, and you know when they hear the Irish being spoken, they can't figure it out how young people like that would be able to speak it, and they are thirty, forty years old and not not able to speak a word of it after spending so many years at school trying to learn it, and I think that's where um, we I might feel a bit different, but you know I don't take any notice of it. I would pay less attention to that because I was brought up in Dublin speaking Irish. I grew up with people kind of stopping us on the bus, my mother saying, oh, aren't you great, like speaking the language, I'd love to be able to speak it. And I mean, I grew up with that. And any time we went out as a family, people would come up to you and kind of say, oh, it's lovely to hear you, you know, this kind of thing. So it doesn't that, I was used to that growing up, while Tomás wouldn't have been. Um, I must admit that I do love the language. Um, I do have a certain grow for the language, much more than I have for English, even though there are a lot of subjects that I would speak about only in English, that I didn't have enough practice in speaking about them in Irish. But a lot of things that people, people them that I've met now, even since going working in RT, will say, like, can you fight in Irish? You know, can you tell somebody you love them in Irish? I mean, how? I mean, it's, there's a very narrow attitude towards it. They, they kind of think that you can have a good blazing row in Irish. I mean, can you curse in Irish? I mean, and I said, of course, like any other language. If I was in German, if you were living in Germany, wouldn't you fight in German, you know? But what I find, and I see notice it with the crash, and even with people around here, and particularly again in RT, the amount of people that will kind of say, Conestant to Arslan, or kind of acknowledge the fact. I'm not saying that you're pushing language on, but they are actually quite courteous and they're accepting the fact and they're, in their own little way, bound to you slightly by using the Slán. Donald Mackay is aged eight. 
He and his brother Fiachra, who's 12, live in Leakslip in County Kildare. In their home, two languages are spoken all the time because their father, Damien, speaks Irish to them while their mother, Mary, speaks English. Um, my let's say, Gael Gagas Bairla Lawrts, Swala. Miswa. Much a Tashikma, eh, the Bainan, Kinch, um, Gotanga de food. If you meet somebody, say, out in the street or in school, do you know which to speak to them, Irish or English? Yeah. Friends that go to English schools, I speak English to them. And, the friend, and my friends that go to my school, I speak Irish to them. Do you have other friends who speak Irish at home? Yes. Well, he speaks um, Irish with his mummy um, and English with his daddy. It's automatic for Damien to automatically speak to the boys in Irish and for me um, to speak English to me and for the boys to answer me in English and be speaking Irish to him and ask a question in the middle of the conversation to me in English. You know, kind of and it makes no difference to them really, you know, because they're used to it. Do you ever find it strange yourself, the mixture? No, I just switch off when the Irish has been spoken and if I had something to say then... I would just say it in English. It would make no difference to me at all. Um, Especially, I I do think the need to practice speaking English as much as the need to speak Irish. So um, I would just say, okay, there's somebody there to fulfil the role of speaking Irish to them, and I would speak English to them. There's obviously a lot more English around in the outside world for the children than Irish, or it's likely there is. Do you ever find that they get mixed up, that they would be inclined to speak more... English. Yes, I think, well... Sorry, first, I better ask a question again. Just... Fear, sorry, Fear, you're not to make noise. She has to ask the question again. Do you hear me? Yeah. Anyone? If, 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 you can't well, speak Sugar, again. Sugar, you're citing me for a fake red little help. Cut her half a day. They claim they don't notice when they're speaking. They're not aware of the fact they're speaking any particular language. They just automatically speak in the language that's spoken to them and they don't notice the difference at all. So. How can you tell that? By their automatic reaction and by the fact that one of my children has told me they wouldn't really realise or when they're answering the phone, you know, kind of, and you say, well, they're speaking Irish or English on the phone, they would say they didn't know because they wouldn't have consciously noticed um, what language the person was speaking to them in. They'd just answer in the language they were spoken to. Do you ever feel excluded when he's talking to the boys and you can't understand what they're saying? Um, No, I would understand what they're saying, but I wouldn't be confident to answer them back. And since I've made a stance now that I speak English, I wouldn't start, now start speaking Irish to them, you know, kind of. So they expect this from me, and when I know what they're saying sometimes, they're very surprised that I actually know some Irish. And um, even in some words, they'd be trying me out and saying, do you know the Irish for this and that? And when I'd tell them, they'd be very surprised. But I would have a fair idea of what they were talking about. Did you ever worry that they might play one of you off against the other the way children can sometimes, you know, say, ask um, Damien for something in Irish, hoping that you wouldn't know they'd asked for it, that kind of thing. No, they would never do that in front of the two of us. They might, behind each other's back, come in and say, Daddy said I could do this, but never in two languages in front of the two of us, no. Because I would I would know what they were saying, you know, kind of. Before you had the children, did you plan to bring them up bilingually or did it just happen that way? 
Well, I think I'm not sure if there was ever a formal plan, but uh, certainly it was always my intention that they would be brought up uh, Irish speaking. And naturally, in this country, they would obviously have to have a, an excellent command of English as well. Why did you want to do that? Well, I was brought up in an English speaking family myself, but I, always, I just liked Irish and I picked it up very easily at school. And I was encouraged by some of the Christian brothers and some of the lay teachers teaching me. And I just found I liked it, and uh, I could never see any logical reason why I should have been speaking English, except for the fact that it would pose a difficulty if I was to continue to insist on speaking Irish to people at home who couldn't speak any. Well, once I knew my husband could speak Irish, I had always said, OK, he has, he's, has this knowledge, and it should be passed on to the children. And um, I would be behind him and speaking Irish to him, and I would never... Uh, never stopped that and it was actually thought would be a benefit to the children both for themselves and for the understanding of their culture and everything I was definitely in favour of it. Were you ever worried at the possibility that they'd be laughed at or at the other children pointing at them for being different? Oh no I would accept even I wouldn't even consider it being different I would say this is what go or this is what happens in this household and that, to me, it should be acceptable to them. I, it would never wor worry me that um, some outsider might think it was not acceptable because I would just let other people do what they want and I would do what I wanted. Eamon O'Leahan and Peggy Neoran are both from West Limerick. Like most people, they grew up speaking English, but they got very interested in Irish at school. And since they met, they've always spoken it together. They live now in Rathfarnham in Dublin with their three daughters, Nyasa, Aoife and Orla? Well, I, I think that it got more difficult as they got older, really. Uh, when they were younger children, it was easy to, uh, easier to create a, a sort of a, an all-Irish environment. But as they got older, the outside pressures became naturally more important and the parents became less. So, you know, many of their friends are from English-speaking schools and most of them come from English-speaking families and... You know, naturally, they, they probably, amongst themselves, they probably speak more English than they do Irish today. But on the other hand, um, Irish is still a very important part of the household here. And when we're all together or having meals or, um, say, sitting down in the evening or whatever, um, and we have problems to discuss, it would be in Irish always. Do you think they feel more comfortable speaking English? I'd say... Uh, to be objective about it, I would say they are probably more fluent in English. I think it's it's natural. I mean, given the amount of television they watch and given the amount of talking they do with their friends and given the fact that the community is an English-speaking com community, uh, of course, I would say I would say that their uh, fluency in English is, is much better. But on the other hand, I think I must also say that they have a good command of the Irish language and they can speak it well. Have you worried about their taking to speaking English more? Well, I, I would like them to be very fluent in English and very good at it. Uh, I would like them to be very good at French and German and as many other languages they possibly can learn also. I mean, there's no contradiction in that as far as I'm concerned. But I would like them to feel that, that Irish is a priority, you know, with regard to the speaking of it and the fact that they wouldn't look at it quite like this, but... As an adult, you, you, you realise that the Irish language is in a very weak situation and that if it isn't spoken by people, it just won't survive. 
And the learning of a language was never an obstacle to anybody. Uh, the problem with language is the attitude of people towards it. I mean, I think there's an, uh, an attitude abroad in this country that if you speak one language, you can't speak another. It was something that developed, I suppose, over a few years, really. They tended to speak more English than Irish. And um, at the same time, it, it, we, I wouldn't consider it a problem, you know, because we continue to speak Irish at home uh, regularly, generally, I suppose I would say. Do you think they might switch back in another couple of years when they decide they don't have to conform? Well, I, they switch back automatically when they're reminded that they're speaking English and it comes very natural to them to continue a conversation in Irish if they actually slip into speaking English, even though they would speak a lot of English to each other. And I wouldn't see it as creating a problem, a problem in an Irish-speaking household at all. Nyasa, Eamon and Peggy's eldest daughter, is 16. Like most people whose first language is Irish, she went to a Gaelskull, or All-Irish Primary School, and now she's at Colosh de Isagon in Stilorgan. Um, I think it's a very good idea. Um, um, I find it very interesting, and I'd say it's very interesting to other people also. Well, I gather that at the same time you and Aoife say now would speak English to each other, some of the time. Yeah. Why do you think? Well, it's probably because our friend, we speak in English to our friends and all our textbooks at school are in English, and even though we do the subject through Irish. And therefore, um, most, uh, most everything that goes into my head mostly is English. Does that mean you have to translate your yeah. own textbooks? Yeah, yeah it does. Well, I write down, I translate everything to Irish. I write it down and then I learn it. Do you think you remember things more as a result or you spend all your time thinking about the translation? Well, I, I remember it through English then. Um, I always remember it through English. If somebody said to you, God, I'd love to speak <clears throat> Irish, you know, and you were used to speaking English to that person, would you find it hard to change? Yeah, very hard. I'd find myself changing back to English. Would you feel self-conscious about it? Yeah, I'd feel quite embarrassed sometimes, I do. Probably because um, I'm not used to that person listening to me speaking in Irish. Does it make you feel different to other friends of yours, the fact that you speak Irish at home and some of your friends don't? Um, no, no, it comes quite naturally to me to speak it at home and um, oh, it's fine. I, I don't feel different at all. No, they have no hang-ups at all, and I think this is the this is actually the best way that a child could start speaking Irish is as soon as possible. You know, when they're young, uh, but it has never created any kind of obstacle at all to them. They never felt left out or uh, as though they they stood out in a crowd on account of what they what they were speaking. You know. I think it's much easier for us to speak Irish in a city as opposed to living in the country. Because I think in, in the country, you know, people would have the sort of attitude like, you know, they are so-and-so, and who do they think they are, and how would they know any Irish? And, you know, attitudes like that. Whereas in the city, I think, especially us, uh, because we're strangers here in Dublin, it's, we're, we're accepted for what we are. We don't have to prove any points, or we don't have to pretend we're this, that, or the other thing. We can live our lives as we see it. 
I, I believe, I have seen, I see people down the country who are equally fluent as we are, and probably better, and are very positive towards the Irish language, but their children are brought up English-speaking. And I think it's because of, you know, the pressures of a small community on how they speak or what they speak. Have you had any kind of support outside the family? Has it been only in the family they've had Irish? Well, I think uh, the greatest help to us are the All-Irish schools that are in the district. Uh, my children went to school Nahi and they went to school Santon and they went to school Khatlin Maud and now they're going to Kalash Isagon. And all those schools have played a very important part in our life. Uh, not alone does it help your children to get a command of the language, but I think it also helps the parents and it also creates a sort of a, an Irish language community in the district. I met an awful lot of Irish, Irish speakers through my contact with, uh, in particular with Skolnahi and Ballantyre. And if I go shopping, say, to the supermarket or whatever, um, an awful lot of my conversation takes place in Irish. Uh, I meet people whom I was on committees with or whom, whose, whose children were in my children's class or whatever it might be and you know in that sense you, you it, it, the, the all Irish school is is very very important how much Irish do you think your children will be speaking in 20 years time in 10 years time even well you know that's for them to decide I the way I look at it is I have given them the opportunity um, they got something from us uh, from us as parents that we never got from our parents. Now, we got a lot of other things from our parents that cannot be bought or sold or anything like that, and we appreciate it. But I gave them, we gave them the, the ability to be bilingual. We gave them uh, two insights into their culture, and uh, we, we think that that is a very enriching experience for them. It has certainly been a very enriching experience for us to go through the process of providing or trying to create an all-Irish um, uh, household here. Uh, that has enriched me anyway, and I, I'm delighted that I have had uh, that opportunity, and I have no regrets whatsoever about it. But uh, what they do with it after, from now on, well, every person must make up their own mind about life, and that's their decision.